Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, the junior achievement, changing with the times. We're trying to prepare young people for a, a workplace that we don't know what it's going to look like in five, ten years. Getting that young people early to expose them to the various possibilities that are actually available to them is the life mission of our next guest. Ed Grenier is the president and CEO of Junior Achievement, an organization operating here in D.C. and nationally. Ed, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm familiar with Junior Achievement. My guess is many of our listeners are. I tend to think of it as a an organization that promotes entrepreneurship in the classroom. But there's more to it than that, isn't there? Yeah, people do think of us in that regard. Uh, we were founded almost 100 years ago, teaching kids how to start businesses, how to run businesses. Uh, but over time, when you think about it, when you start a business, you have to know how to manage your money. You have to know how to uh, you know, be successful in a career. And so we've evolved to a point where our three pillars now are entrepreneurship, work readiness, and uh, financial literacy. So how is this different from what kids learn in school? I get that question all the time, and uh, you know our best friends in the in the education are teachers, and and they work hard. They're in the classroom every day, and what we see our role as uh, bringing in adult role models, people from the business community to be mentors, to be uh, role models for them, teaching them how work works. Mm -hmm. I, I find myself saying that all the time. Making it relevant is really our buzzword, uh, and and it's interesting because you know you think about it when you were a kid. You say, why do I need to take this class? Why do I need that? And, and that's what we try to do for the students. You know, I've been doing a fair bit of work around workforce development uh -huh. in other places as well. And a recurring theme I hear again and again is that most kids tend to do what they're exposed to. And they do, if they're lucky, what their parents expose them to or what the parents yep. do. But many kids don't have active parents or they're trying to exceed their parents' achievements. There are no role models for them, right? I mean, that's really what you're getting at. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm getting at. You know, we that's the role we take on. Uh, just to give you an idea, in Greater Washington alone, we had almost 6,000 role models, people from the business community that come into classrooms. Uh, we look at ourselves as the, uh, the organization that has the ability to do that on scale. We have a pretty aggressive five-year strategic plan to, to grow that pretty, pretty exponentially because we understand exactly what you're saying. Not everybody gets this at home around the dinner table. And that's really what JA tries to take the, the place of. It's interesting to me that we're talking about an organization that really is promoting entrepreneurship, financial literacy, and so forth, that its secret sauce is entrepreneurs. You're a very entrepreneurial organization, but yet you're a not-for-profit. How do you make the two work together? You know, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. You know, our, our world headquarters, our national headquarters tries to standardize everything across the footprint. And well, that makes we, it very entrepreneurial. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, we do that so that we can, you know, maintain our brand brand and our, you know, implementation standards and all that. And you need that. Uh, however, I can tell you, flipping the coin, we're very focused on letting the local operations be entrepreneurial and plug themselves into the local economies and tweak what we do nationally look to make it local. And we do that here uh, with a number of programs. I'm willing to bet that you have had many moments where you've seen a, a kid's eyes light up or you've seen in your own life how this program works. Give me an example or two of, of students here in the D.C. region who have gone through the program and have uh, moved on to interesting things as a result. You know, it's, what just popped in my mind right when you said that, uh, we have a facility out in Fairfax. We also have a second one in Prince George's. A third one's being built in Montgomery right now, and we're focusing on D.C. called Finance Park. Picture this, students are in the classroom for 14, 15 hours learning from an, in an academic setting how to balance a budget, 
what financial institutions are, all the different types of taxes. They learn that in a classroom, but then they come to our facilities and they're like mini malls. So you picture a 10,000 foot mini mall where you have 18 storefronts and each one aligns with a budget line item. So we put the students through a simulation and nine o'clock, they're eighth graders, they're lost, they're goofing off a little bit. By 11, they're getting serious. By one o'clock, there's moments when we're throwing these curveballs at them where their cars break down or their emergency room visits, and then they get it. And that's when the light bulb goes on, that this is not easy. Being an adult's difficult. And when you see that day after day after day happening, you realize we have the model down uh, for teaching these kids financial literacy. So you teach your financial literacy, entrepreneurial skills, workforce skills, but yep. at the end of the day, how does this differentiate from, well, a lot of people talk about STEM, you know, the idea of teaching mathematics and, and so forth, English, and how does this fit together with the whole STEM movement? It's interesting. I, I get that question a lot, uh, uh, more than I would like to, if you want to know really how I feel, uh, because we're trying to prepare young people for a workplace that we don't know what's going to look like in five, 10 years. And so what we focus on as an organization, and STEM's important, they're all important career paths, uh, but what we focus on is teaching the generic type skills, working in teams, conflict resolution, uh, project-based learning is a big type of learning now. And so we focus more on the skill sets that you'll need when you go into a workplace versus the specific content of a, of a curricular um, academic piece of the puzzle. It sounds to me like you're differentiating between thinking and doing in a funny way. You know, it's just creating creating minds that can think nimbly. Right. You want to create entrepreneurial leaders. That's really what we do. I mean, it's interesting how you started this. You know, we, you teach kids how to be entrepreneurs. It's really teaching young people how to be entrepreneurial mm -hmm. and that you can be entrepreneurial in IBM. So it's, so it's that skill set, thinking outside the box uh, again, like I said before, you don't know what the workplace is going to look like. And so you need to have that kind of just instinct built into you. And, and that's what we do. You know, something else I want to say is that uh, how we do this is uh, not standing up at a podium, podium and, and talking to young people. All of our programs are uh, hands-on, experiential. I mean, you could see fifth graders learning how the global economy works, sitting on a floor with a big map of the world and understanding how different trade is done. Uh, and, and, and we also bring in our adult advisors and role models. So those are our two differentiating characteristics. You know, we're not booksellers, even though we have content that would come across as being content experts, and we are. Uh, but our differentiating characteristic uh, is advisors from the real world that come in and spend their time and help mentor and, and doing it in an experiential, fun, hands-on way. So the students don't really know they're learning. Sounds terrific. Before I let you go quickly, where do people find out more if they want to become a mentor or otherwise support the organization? Yeah, our local website is www.myja.org. It's myja.org. And uh, everything you need to know is on the website. Well, Ed Garnier, you know, it's great to meet you in person. I've heard about you for many years. You're doing great work. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. A special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the D.C. area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. 
They're flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online writer is Barbara Ulrich. Music provided by two DC region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. And a huge thank you to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. Please get in touch with us for sponsorship opportunities. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and please rate the podcast. This helps us spread the word about the interesting stories we're telling on what's working in Washington. And let us know who you think we should be talking to on the show. Tweet us at, at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. <laughs>